Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. You're talking about no labels, but it's a no grift labels. party. It's a Republican-funded and supported party to tear votes from Democrats. And it's you know run by the likes of Joe Lieberman, who has been on the wrong end of so many terrible deals for America as long as he was a U.S. senator, protecting the insurance companies in his state of Connecticut, uh, protecting Israel at the expense of the United States of America. I mean, Joe Lieberman is done so much damage and he is the guy behind one of the many people behind no labels and it's a Republican conservative movement and they will more likely than not take votes away from Joe Biden than they will the Republican nominee. It was likely to be Trump. I mean, if anybody, if there's any way that Trump could get reelected, the only way is because of a Cornell West or a no labels. I like to be optimistic. Neither of them are going to make much of a dent, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely concerned to say the least. There's a long way to go, but I'm definitely concerned. And they're about making money. They're not principled. They're about making money from donors and wealthy investors. It's a grift all day long. The low labels and everybody's so enthusiastic about the idea that there could be a third party. And they cite this point of like 60% of Americans don't like either party. It's not that they don't like either party. It's that the Democrats aren't far enough to the left or aren't, haven't done enough for the environment, organized labor, voting rights. It's that they haven't done enough. That's what people are disenchanted by. It's that the, the Republican Party isn't racist enough, hasn't killed enough jobs, hasn't put enough people in prison, you know, has given too many people a second chance or what other ridiculous things. So it's not that they're independent, that they're in the middle. It's it's that they don't feel like government is doing a good enough job, either party. But it's it's not that they don't align more with one ideology than the other. That's a, another canard you've well, been told. You know, we watched Clinton, uh, who did balance the budget and leave a surplus. Bill Clinton. At the expense of poor people. Right. I was going to say, we watched Bill Clinton roll back a lot of the very things that got him elected, right? He regulated uh, the financial industry, which came yep. us back to kill us all 10 yep. years later. Yep. And that let's not even talk about what he did in Haiti. And let's not even talk about, you know, Those foreign were conservative policy. conservative ideas. It was yes, a that's what I'm president. saying. He yeah. he became a centrist quote unquote, to get elected yes. twice, right? To yes. make those yes. th- those other people who, you know, hate welfare qu- queens, you know, comfortable enough to vote for him. Black people, because somebody said he was the first black president, we just voted for him, didn't even question it, right? Twice. And well, yes, uh, yes, yes, because yes, he went I, I on Arsenio. Think... Yes, yes. It became, it became an idea. Yeah, and, and, he, and, he, and he ate McDonald's well, and well, had a heart a attack, you know. Now to... I'm going to argue on behalf of black people. Don't you As... do it. As a person who had two black roommates. Oh, don't you do that. Don't do that, Pete. Oh, well, I mean, I just think shut you're... Up, I think shut, that up, you're shut, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I think that you're discredited. You tell me. Black folks are likely to vote in that case and in every case for the lesser of two evils. And in that case, it was Bill Clinton and not George Bush. Right. But, and Bill Clinton and not right. Bob Dole. And then, and then One we of those guys right. was going to be better for them. Not great for them. No, I'm not saying. Here's what I'm guy. saying. I'm saying that we're at a point. We're at a point where black people are tired of the lesser of two evils. And I'm seeing it play out in real time. And what's going to end up happening, this is my prediction, and I don't want it to come true, is that mm-hmm. a lot of people are not going to vote 
this time. Joe Biden won primarily because people did not want to see Trump win. Right. But this is not no longer. This is no longer. I feel like this is not about Cornell West. It's not about the no nothings or whatever the hell the name of the party is. No labels, whatever. Uh, this is about people being disenfranchised, period, about. Let me push back again for statistically black folks turned out in record numbers. Yes. In Georgia. And statistically, yes, black folks turned out in record number for Joe Biden. And yes. what Joe Biden has done in terms of promises kept for black folks has been a lot. Not everything, okay. but it's been a lot. So I'm not sure you're right that they're not uh, going to, that they're so disenchanted with Democrats, you know, th- as as you're saying. I mean, you may I'm be right. absolutely right. And that. I'm going to say black people didn't show up for Joe Biden. They showed up for themselves, as we always do. We will always sure. show up for ourselves. Same thing. And this in this right. in this Great. time, I'm saying there's there's a fatigue that I'm sensing that I didn't sense. There was an energy that I was sensing in 2020, uh, 20, you know, and 2022 with the with the Georgia Senate race. There was an energy that is not existing right now, primarily because I think Trump's not probably going to be around uh, to to even run, DeSantis, you know, it's like, eh, where's, he going? I, where's he going? Where do you think Trump's going? To hell, probably. <laughs> That's probably definitely gonna happen. But yeah, I don't think I don't think he's gonna be viable. Um, I don't know why. why. Not? Just I don't know. I'm just telling you what I'm, I'm sensing. It's not based on anything. We'll see. But write it down. Very bad week. Very bad week. Yes. Very bad. Although one could argue he gets more support and raises more money every time he gets indicted. It's not about money. It's going to be about whether or not he can be a sustainable candidate. And then the know nothings. I, I disagree with you. I think he's they're going to pull away from Trump more than anything. I think Joe Manchin, you know, is a more likely candidate for people who are never Trumpers, who are Republicans and conservatives, more so mm-hmm. than Democrats who will say, oh, between Biden, those people that weren't going to vote for Biden aren't going to vote for Biden anyway. They're going to sit at home. So I don't think that's pulling away. Same with Cornell West. Why do you think that Biden has been the most consequential president of our lifetime? He's actually got. Oh, you're saying a lot. Okay, but make the case. Make the case. I'm I'm somebody. I'm gonna vote. I'm voting for Biden. I'm I'm voting right because I'm. To me, I see the landscape. I know what's at stake. But make the case. Say I'm on the bubble and I'm thinking. "Mm, But when he came in, when he came in, there was a a pandemic, and that is over. And that is because of his administration. Yes, it's over. Okay. For sure, it's over. It's an, an amazing accomplishment. Amazing accomplishment. Uh, the investments that he's made into America from infrastructure yep. to chips to veterans benefits, the largest investment in climate fighting renewable energy investment in transportation. Uh, he halved child poverty. If you look at the statistics, the programs actually passed, the laws actually passed. He's done more than any other president in our lifetime. By far, by by far, not to mention the foreign policy wins. I mean, what's gone on in Russia, which was a gamble. Nobody thought that Ukraine was going to be able to put up a fight, but he did. He supported them. He supported NATO. And now Putin is weaker than far weaker than he was when Joe Biden became president. That's for damn sure. China less likely to act as a result of that pulled out of and ended a war that no other president would end at great cost to his political uh, reputation, some might argue, but I certainly thought it was brave. And I could go on, I could go on for the rest of your show about the accomplishments that Joe Biden has created. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that people feel them all. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you get a raw deal with your insurance or your job or your housing or your education, he's also relieved, you know, the the federal, the the college loans, you know, thousands and thousands of people are going to get relief there. So there's just so much more that we can talk about investments in science and education and research and, you know, just a certain sanity that he's brought to the 
to the seat, which is really hard after we had a crazy person for four years. So, I mean, I could keep going, Karen. You could, and I would, I would let you, uh, because because I think Jackson, because I because I actually I, I taught I tossed you with Kamala Harris is not enough, to, you know her. Anyway, I tossed you a softball for a reason because even with all of that, uh, people vote on feelings, not on facts. Perception and, is true. Perception so is true. But a lot is, of people have a better yeah. job and don't have COVID and aren't losing people uh, to COVID and aren't fighting in a war and are able to afford things that they couldn't afford and were worried about. You know, throw in inflation. What about inflation? We're supposed to inflation be inflation is way yeah. down at, yes. at rates no one predicted. And you give credit. You don't. I mean, Biden doesn't get all the credit. For, the president should never get credit for gas prices and so many other things, but. As you said, perception matters. And if gas is two bucks a gallon and eggs are three bucks a dozen or whatever they are, uh, you know, I have somebody go get mine for me. I don't pay for those kind of things. Uh, but if they are what they are, people notice those things and people notice the opposite. True. I don't have a job. I can't afford my rent. I, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into that perception. And I'm certainly not going to speak for, you know, marginalized communities. I don't say minorities anymore because you beat me like a terrible drum in that argument uh a few uh <laughs> ago. I I mean, forgot. Word I forgot. yeah 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 but, but. Uh, as as you are talking i still uh, you sit with people every day i sit with people every day we sit with different people i don't think the people that listen to you uh stand up with pete dominic are the same people that may listen to me and so I get a, I, I have the enviable position of, of of having a sense of people, which is why I predicted Trump could win before mm. anybody else thought it was possible, because I'm listening. I, I listen to people. And even though people didn't like me saying it every day, I was trying to shock them, President Donald Trump, just so that they would get out and vote. They still didn't. Because well, I knew and I knew it wasn't invested, if Hillary Clinton would have invested more time in black communities in yes. Michigan, she would have won yeah. Michigan. Let me let period. me tell you, period. So let me tell you, Pete, I, I, I talked to people question. and said that to her. I said that yeah. Simone Sanders, when she was representing Bernie, I said, please tell him to stop talking out to black people and only talking to black people about poverty and, and the prison industrial complex. Most black people are not impoverished and never been to prison. Have some real st- tangible things. He never listened. He could have had a good shot, too. But it's, it's frustrating to sit and know what the blueprint is and people aren't doing it. Yes, yeah, she should have shown up and, and stopped sitting on her high horse thinking that it was good enough to go to the Hamptons and not come to the hood. That's why she I, lost, I think right? That Joe Biden has appointed a whole bunch of young brown and black people that would never let him look away from or ignore those problems. I think there's a lot of heroic folks and advocates that aren't necessarily black and brown that are advocating for policies and health care, employment, education that do help historically marginalized communities, black and, and brown people, and also offering them, you know, fighting for their rights in terms of whether it be affirmative action in college or employment. I mean, they're, they're rhetorically calling that stuff out. They are woke AF, in my opinion. You are right. And it still is not enough. And that's unfortunate. I, understand. I mean, what, what do feeling. people say? Like, what are you saying? Like, I'd love to hear from those folks in terms of what they're not satisfied. So okay. I can, I'm, all, I'm all ears. Let's, let's on that go. Right let's now. go to Nancy in Detroit. Let's see what sure. she's saying. Nancy in Detroit. You're on the Karen Hunter show. Pete Dominic is here. Welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call, Karen. I love your show. Um, I've been listening to you for the past eight years. Um, My, um, and this is my first time calling. Um, Yay! She she waited, man. She's like, give me Um, my yay. I'm disenchanted. Disenchanted. I've always voted. Um, When 
the Clintons were, and I'm not, I'm not a, uh, not, I'm not, what do you call it? I'm not loyal to a party. Uh, and maybe that's part of my problem, but I, I'm not voting Democrats because when I was in high school, I was told, oh, black people always uh, support the Democratic Party. That was back in 1981 when I was told that. And I believed it to a point, but then I became, you know, one of those people that was, well, you're not going to, what do you call it, um, put me in a box. So I'm going to look at all candidates. And so that's what I did. And I thought I'd be voting in best interest of, of course, myself and others. I was educated for 31 years. I didn't get the uh, public service loan forgiveness. So, so you're disenfranchised, meaning that you... Nancy, I'm tired just, of looking at people like Clarence Thomas get away with um, what he's getting away with. Ron DeSantis saying the stupid stuff that he's saying. I'm, I'm sick of looking at everybody Trump. You know, all so, what, so what are you going to do? What are you going to like, do in, in November uh, for the presidential election? Are you voting? I, I, uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. Why, I mean, why... I mean, I voted all my life, but then, you know, I'm saying, well, why should I? Why? I mean, what, what, how is my voice really being supported? How am I being supported? What, what, well, you know what? This is, this is what I'm hearing, Pete, and, and yeah. Nancy, I appreciate it because Nancy's an educator. She's been specifically engaged. She shows up and she's feel, this is what I'm hearing. Well, if, so if, we got to listen a little bit more about Nancy and her interest and her concerns, I would make several arguments for Democrats, but if she's an educator, then, I, I mean, I've, I've advocated with teachers unions. My mom was a public school teacher my whole life, for my whole life. And if you're an educator and you support a Republican over a Democrat, I would have to ask why. She's not saying that. She's saying she's just not maybe. Well, Democrats for. overwhelmingly support teachers, educators, in all of their financial interests and needs. I mean, overwhelmingly, the teachers unions always endorse democrats almost exclusively i mean you're you you're know, correct speak, you're not saying clear, anything pete you're just, you are speaking the absolute truth i'm so telling you something you not else vote for somebody who is going to support your it's, life it's not it's not about that it's it's a fatigue that i'm sensing and at some point people get tired and, and i understand it and we got to lean in and understand you know not just the, the fatigue but how to combat it because we, we got a short period of time and I'm very clear that this is going. Well, I'm trying anyway. to combat it right now. I'm going to turn her into a Biden supporter. Watch okay. this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'll let her respond to what I said. All right, Nancy. Yes, I am. I said that I am. Um, I'm not loyal to a party. I have always voted um, since I can recall. Since Clinton, I have always supported the Democratic Party. Um, I'm not that old, so I, I you know, I, di I didn't vote back for Nixon or anything, but I was aware. And so I'm becoming more aware of what's going on just by listening to Karen, Joe Madison um, on the radio, Clay Kane. You know, well, here's my question to you. Did you say your, your ethnic background? Did you say? No, I did not. No, I did not. Well, I said that African-Americans were told that they were to support. I thought you insinuated that you were a black woman, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Correct. But to, 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 no, me, you're correct. to me, you, you have to, if you're a black person in America, even if you're disenchanted, which you should be, period, with this country and its system, holy. And, and the yeah. idea that, that's, that you wouldn't be 
uh, indignant, and correct my ignorance here, because you know I'm talking from my point of view, my lived experience, but I would think, and I hear from lots of black folks all the time, that are absolutely indignant about the Republicans in every state and at the national level trying to make it harder for black folks to vote. So when I hear you talk about that you always vote, my question to you is how do you feel about Republicans trying to make it harder for you to cast your vote, which whether or not you're enchanted or disenchanted about the policies that have or have not benefited you or they've come up short, the idea that in America someone is going to take a black person's vote to me is why black people will wait in line for 10 hours because you're not going to do that. We've been fighting for generations to get right. that right, and you're not going to take that. And yet you're going to sit home? That's hard for me to, to imagine and understand, that you're going to let them take your vote. I'm not going to let them take my vote. I said that I'm sick and tired of the, you know. Yeah, let, 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 me, let, me, let me offer this, Nancy um, yes. and Pete. Just what you, what you're missing. Here's what you're missing. Roe v. Wade overturned last year. Affirmative action overturned this year. The Supreme Court uh, packed with people and, and a president that's not going to pack the court. Not, what's what's going to be different about my what? It's up to the United States Senate. Right. I know that. But he's not even supportive of it. He's not even supportive of it. So 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 we're looking at the next 20, 30 years with this Supreme Court and maybe even more rights because this Supreme Court is hell bent on destroying more rights. So me showing up in November is going to do what exactly? And now I'm going to vote. I'm just I'm offering. I mean, the idea that anybody thinks that their vote doesn't matter on the local level, like. Oh, yes. Yes. Locally is what I preach. Yes. So you're not going to get an argument there. I'm talking about specifically for the president. But you're not going to check the mark for the. Maybe, maybe not. Well, the next Democrat is is likely to support uh, appointing more justices, but you're going to need a Senate with an overwhelming majority to get those extra justices. And the reason why. The Supreme Court is the way it is. One might argue about Joe Biden, you know, allowing Clarence Thomas not to hear Anita uh, Hill's witness yes. that could and allowing yes. you to land it if you want. But that'd be chickens we, coming we home to roost. The, the country that we want, we have the country that we have. We don't have the government that we want. We have the government that we have, and so it's incremental to some extent. But more importantly, this pre- I mean, like. It's Republicans that have have stacked that court. It's Republicans that stole the opportunity from Democrats to appoint justices to that court. And the idea that, that, that we're blaming Democrats, I blame us. I blame us for our ignorance, for not coming out and for, not, for supporting. Midterms, and it's all yeah. these black folks who have Always shown up. Yes, we do. So we tired now. We built the country. We saved democracy. We tired. I'm just telling you what it is. Tip of the spear. So if you don't, if 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 you're not doing something, you're more likely to be injured, and your life is more likely to become difficult than ours. So unless I'm, I'm just, I'm again, I'm voting. Unless we turn inward, and and we got to go to a break, and control our own communities and start to uh, exercise the $1.6 trillion that we spend differently because we absolutely have way more power possible, than we've been. What? It would have been done. That's a, it, I wish that were something uh, okay. that we could, the, you know we what? Could make Communities you know what? do do good things, but I, to, to do it the way that you're describing, I just don't think that there's enough unity within any community, including those that are marginalized, to make that happen. I, well, on the, so I, I, live in, I live in the possibilities and all things are possible. I'm sure they were thinking in the 1800s, early 1800s, that slavery would be forever. Here we are. I'm sitting on a radio uh, show that has my name on it. 
Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.